You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 139 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. And we are back with you again uh, after another big match in the Super League. With me, believe it or not, is the Akman himself, Everett. How you doing, sir? Alright, how are you? Okay, okay. Uh, day 12 of the coronavirus. Round, rounding up on day 13. Um, everything is better, I will say. Uh, although I will say, I, I won't say that it didn't kick my butt. Uh, it, this thing sucks. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say like one note about it as just like a informational for our listeners uh, who, who don't know what's up with this thing. There's so many symptoms, and every day you wake up and there's another one, and it's it's a little scary, obviously the whole time, because you're you're like, oh shoot, like is this is this gonna get bad? Am I going to the the ICU? You know, and of course I'm lucky. I feel very lucky actually, because it's been mild thus far mostly. But I also have to say that like I'm very lucky that I don't have any like pre-existing conditions, um, you know, other than just being a bit lazy, I suppose, right? Like. <laughs> Obviously, I could exercise more, get a little more vitamin D, obviously, but um, yeah, like this thing, I will say that all the symptoms that it gives you, if you do have something like asthma or, uh, you know, what all the various underlying symptoms that could put you at risk, anything that could make any one of those symptoms that I did have worse would have made this whole thing just a complete nightmare. Because like if the like if the headache was a little worse because of the sinus congestion, or if my lungs were bad enough that I was coughing more, like anything that could have set off other things, so that like the other thing, like my head would have hurt more if I was coughing more, for example. You know what I'm saying? So like so any any underlying symptom that would have made this worse would have made this so much worse that I probably wouldn't have been recording at all. This was this was trash. Like I. Wear your masks, folks. Don't don't get your loved ones this sick, because like they might not be so lucky, man. And like, yeah, this this sucked. That's my PSA. Coronavirus we're almost sucks. Almost there, but we're not there yet. That's right. Yeah, stick it out, man. Like, yeah, viruses are uh, viruses. Vaccines are coming. Um, but yeah, like you you can hear like probably on my voice still. Like again, I'll edit out coughs and stuff. That's really gotten a lot better. But you can probably hear in my voice a little congestion remember this is day 13 like who the hell even if it was a cold imagine a 13 day cold it's, it's, it sucks it just sucks don't get it uh don't give this to your loved ones and you know don't even give this to a stranger just wear your mask uh be safe if you show a sentence stay home all that stuff uh yeah this yeah no fun that's all i will say but something that is quite fun uh and has been a, a fantastic diversion through all of it is Besiktas. Um, we've got a team clicking on all cylinders. 
Coming off a huge derby victory against Fenner, which uh, thank you to our listeners. We had a great day as far as numbers after the Fenner match. Obviously, we were all in a great mood uh, post the derby victory. But So coming into this match, coming in on a high, um, Evron, let's talk, let's talk roster and lineup here. No surprises? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, so Larian was suspended. Yeah, that was the one changer. So that was the uh, the one player that was missing that wasn't missing last game. All the other players that were missing. Uh, well, actually, Joseph also picked up a small injury. I forgot about our boy in midfield. So Joseph is out for one, like one to two weeks. So we'll see what about next game. But um, and Alaire was obviously just out for one game for suspension. Hasich is still hurt. Tore is still hurt. Is it really Lyage two weeks? Elijah is still doing some. What would you say? He's, uh, Joseph is really out for two weeks. Is that right? I think it's one to two weeks. It, oh, it, it was like a back. grade one. Um, please come back, sir. <laughs> That's one. One thing, like, uh, yeah, I don't want to. I won't say anything beyond the fact that I do feel like we kind of missed him a little bit at times. Uh, yeah, I mean, typically with mu- muscle injuries, it's like the reaggravation. Part. Yeah, you don't want to so risk like it. He, he, I'm assuming he's he can play for Alanya, but it's whether it's worth the risk. Um, so I'm assuming we'll see him on the bench if we do see him at all. Um, but, you know, going on to this game, um, the one change the you know forever injured Onkudu got his first start since the Pau game. It seems like half a century ago. He, he married <laughs> to start. I would say, yeah. although obviously, with if Laren were not suspended, you wonder. Yeah, you know, Sergen's gotten attached to the guy, and, and he has put up results whether he's out of position or not. Yeah, so there was three changes. That was Onkudu was one of them. So Gezal, Onkudu on the wings, Abubakar stayed up top. Um, for the injured, Joseph and came Dorukan back in from his previous suspension that ended. Um, so our midfield three was Atiba, Dorukan, Mensa, and then fullback stayed the same. Rosie and uh, Ridvan, and then the center back. We had a change. Wellington came in for the start instead of Nejib. And Which the one know, other, you know, questionable surprise was Utku maintained his place in the eleven. Yeah, that's Harrison so bad. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That was an interesting decision. I mean, everybody thought he'd had a really fantastic match against Fenner. We honestly, on air, sort of disputed the notion that it was like that. Uh, praiseworthy, you know. I, yeah, he I did fine. Like he obviously a, a made some big game. And then <laughs> the final game was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's right. Sorry, that's right. I'm already my COVID brain. I'm gonna blame. The, I'm gonna everything I do wrong. I'm gonna blame my coronavirus. Um, but so yes, definitely that's because of this virus that I forgot that I, we were talking about Bashakji here instead of Fan. But yeah, um, a good. Lineup, I think, beyond maybe that. For me, that's the one question mark. I was happy to see Wellington back in the lineup, which is weird to say. Uh, but, you know, I feel like he and Nejip posed the same sort of danger as far as making a stupid mistake, getting a penalty, a card, whatever it might be. Uh, but at least Wellington's probably the better of the two positionally and defensively. Agree? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a little bit better as a center back. Um, Although they both, uh, it's hard to say. He's, he's a little bit better on the ball in general. Um, 
And then I think he's a little bit more consistent, although Nedjip is like Mr. Big Moments guy. So he like he shows up when he wants and then he like kinda like the Fender game he scored that header, but then um, I don't think you can rely on him for more than one to two games. So. Yeah, he he's a great sort of utility belt option off the bench or something. I, I always say Nedjip is a great um, utility guy, which is not a starter. <laughs> I, I, in my in my vision anyhow, but um yeah let's talk let's talk some football so that's that's the lineup i don't know i guess i'm all right with it honestly e even the airson thing like you know at least utku was coming off some decent performances and, and hadn't lost yet so there's that going yeah. in his favor um 13th minute of the game already boom uh, an injury uh the dutch Midfielder for Kassim Pasha came out. Do you do you recall? What it, I believe it was a muscular injury. Um, yeah, it didn't Pumson, look bad. Pumson, and then uh, Varga came in, who actually scored the goal against Turkey in the Nations League. Not sure if you remember that, like the 90th minute, a couple of weeks oh. ago. So. Oh, I remember it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I don't think I put that together at the time, honestly, when it came out. But now that you mention it, certainly that. Uh, he was, uh, yeah, didn't really impose much on us this match. I'll, that's a bit of a spoiler, perhaps. Uh, but yeah, so like the first half would go on, would go on without a ton of action. Besiktas knocking on the door a little bit. Um, you know, I remember one chance Unkudu had that was uh, he flashed it wide um, after coming in from the wing. He scored like that before, so you know it was a little fancy, and, and you like to see him coming back in and playing well again. Uh, but not a ton of action. Like, am I forgetting something in the first half? No, I think there was like a lot of could be chances, and I think in the first half, Gazal, like they all kind of felt like to him and his first touch was off. I think there was like people said there was a handball where there was a long ball over the top, and Gazal tried to like flick it in front of him, and it went backwards. Hit the yeah, this was a bit of regression hand. from Gazal, huh? Yeah, and then um, at least in the first half, there's also not, like a great actually ball from Montero looking like Ruiz out here pinging balls. Oh yeah, that was. And uh, he just didn't really like. I think he just got like a knock right before that, and he didn't look, I guess, quite up to sprinting. Cause it was a, basically a perfect ball, but he just didn't like stick his leg out. Um, I mean, into his defense, perhaps he didn't see it coming. It's like, whoa, I didn't know he could yeah. do that. But nonetheless, <laughs> yeah, that was that was yeah. pin perfect from Montero. And, yeah, Montero it, again. It, it, we should mention that Montero. Is really like last time I, I was hesitant to say it. I, I'll say it full throatedly this time. Uh, Montero's balling, man. He definitely looked. This was, I think, his best performance so far. The most like confident and like usually when he's been passing the ball, I've been a little bit like, eh. um, but in this game he showed that you know he showed like the pedigree he came in with. You know, Letico youth player, etc. He can hang with the big boys. Um, <laughs> yeah. I still maybe want to see a, a him and a Vita pairing someday if we're keeping this man around. Uh, I think Vita still <laughs> got Corona stuff. Is that Vita was back on the bench today, so for the first time, so he is. I mean, I think, I, yeah, I, that's probably why they're easing him in. I, I would imagine he's gonna get. He, he hasn't played for about a month. Last time he played was 45 minutes against Turkey when he tested positive at halftime. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, so that's what I mean. I, I think they're they're easing him in because of Corona stuff, and, and we're playing well, so it's a little bit of like uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type stuff, probably. But yeah. um, nonetheless, so what 
what I was pleased with in this first half, and it's scoreless up to where we've brought us thus far, um, what I was happy about is that it's, you know, against Fenner and even Pashakshu here, it seemed like we were only really truly capable of playing well on the counter, and I worried if we could really carry that on into a, a match where, where we'd, again, have most of the possession and all that. It's worth so noting Custom Pasha was only one point behind us going into this game. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so they it wasn't even, like we're yeah, playing some whipping boys. Yeah, but, but nonetheless, we were holding the ball and still posing the threat that we, we'd sort of been able to against bigger teams. So I was pleased by that aspect of it. I think that's that's one thing we can take positive from, even though we hadn't scored yet. But just before the half, third minute of extra time, who else but Abubakar would uh, bring the ball up the left side? And what, what happened there, everyone? Yeah, it was a, it was a really nice goal. Um, well, not the actual like final play, but uh, just the build up from Abubakar. Okay. Got, he got the the center back isolated on the sideline. A little Quaresma esque. He cuts in, like fakes, cuts in with the outside of his right, and then cuts right back um, to the to the line. And wrong foot to the, the uh, center back. Center back tries to catch up and slide tackle him, but wasn't quick enough. Um, our boy Abubakar tries to like hammer across like knee height kind of thing to Gezal with the goalie like parries it away um, and then Mensa's there for the uh, not the tap in but you know to clean up the clean up the finish so yeah. 1-0 right before halftime perfect time to score they say right technically Two. no assist but you know should have been yeah I, I hate that um, they gotta revise that like they you know <laughs> that, that, that had Abubakar's footprint all over it anyway um yeah, perfect time to score. Uh, that's the old proverb. Uh, certainly, yeah, we, we needed it. It gave us some confidence, especially I think we, we earned confidence having played well much of the half, but, you know, the goal obviously underlined it. Um, yeah, so the second half would start. Second half would start, excuse me. Um, no subs by either side, which I thought was fairly interesting. I guess Kasim Vajda had already made, been forced to make the one sub. Um, but yeah, 55th minute, a big moment. Uh, everyone, uh, I hope you're, we're not like traumatizing you given your personal injury history. What happened here? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a pretty good break through on Kuru. You know, he's, he's speeding along, looking like we might score. And then Hadrigonia, just, you know, you know, typical like tactical foul, you would, you would think. Um, but instead, he sent off because he actually just cleated on Kuru in like the calf slash Achilles area. Um, some people are saying it's not a red card, um, but like it was like it wasn't like it was by accident. Like usually you pull the guy down, like you say, okay, give me the yellow card, or you trip him. I mean, even could have tried to slide tackle him, but like you could grab a guy's shirt. Him. Like there, there are like yeah, there, ten <laughs> outs, and he picked the one that could permanently injure the dude. You know? Yeah, like, it wasn't like like he didn't even have to like lunge for it. Like it wasn't like he was reaching and then his foot picked up and it was like unlucky. It was he was just kind of sprinting along and just. It casually took him down. He's like, "Oh my bad, I'm sorry." And then the referee pulled out the red. And he was like, "What?" <laughs> it was such a brain dead thing because he literally just like yeah. steps on the dude, and then like he knows he's got to stop him, and he just picks a what looked like the laziest option. He just feels like sticking his foot out and stepping on him. But then B has the audacity to question what, why? Like, do you do you not as a footballer wonder what would have happened to you if someone stepped on the back of your like that? That's just like the yeah, dirty, dirty. Yeah. And especially Achilles injuries have been, or not injuries, but Achilles stamps have been kind of like really 
um, stamped out by FIFA in the last two years or so. Damn, it's such an obvious injury moment waiting to happen. Um, but so yeah, uh, that so now we're a goal up and a man up, and the 55th minute. Um, 59th minute, they make a sort of tactical move, um, taking out a guy named Karius, uh, who just, yeah, that was so weird. I was watching on the, uh, the, the Turkish feed, and I, every time they kind of, kind of say Karius, I was like, come on. Stop that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop saying his name. I don't need to hear that right now. Uh, but so yeah, he came out, uh, Murat yielded him, I think, came in. Uh, Mehmet, sorry, it's a, it's a new guy. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, I, again, like, um. They have to bring on a defender to, to compensate for being a man down. So that, that's looking good. But still, they start to put a bit, a bit of a threat on our goal, right? They had one shot from distance where Utku was forced to make a save that scared me a bit. And it looked like, uh-oh, they, this could be like where we went on a man down against Fener, but, uh, you know, pulled up our, our attention and energy levels. Uh, I was a little worried here, but 68th minute, uh, you know, what happened? Um, yeah, I think the, the second half, our right side of the pitch, really just overwhelmed Kasim Pasha, Gezal, and Rosier, and uh, this is just another example. Um, Rosier dispossesses Yus uh, Yusuf Erdogan, who decides to throw himself down for like 80 times the game. Yeah, if you, if you could do yourself a favor, uh, go check out the highlight of this goal and just put that on replay, like, you know, watching Yusuf Erdogan just flap down. It's fairly hilarious to me. Sorry, go ahead. Evan. And then, uh, yeah, Gezal cooks the, the defender. Nice little dribble down the line. Plays a low cross with his weak foot curling. Um, and the goalie tries to, you know, like slide out, but Atiba comfortably uh, dinks it into the corner. That's 2 0. It's worth noting Atiba had like a huge chance in the 48th minute. Yeah, Ridvan Yilmaz. Probably almost even easier than this. Ridvan Yilmaz uh, robbed him. This, this time he put it away. Yeah. Um,. Sort of. I guess it kind of bounced around after the after the cross, so maybe you wouldn't have even been given credit for it. But, um, but yeah, so now we're up two goals and a man up on Kasim Pasha, who are, um, you know, who were pressing to that point. But I think you could imagine the sail, the wind has been taken out of their sails. Uh, sure enough, 70th minute, uh, Dorokan would get a yellow card. Back to back to the business. <laughs> Just came off yellow card suspension, picked up another. Yeah, I, I, uh, I wasn't too in love with his match all, all around. I don't want to hate on it too much because I think he did some positive. I mean, things. I, don't, I honestly thought he was pretty good. He did a lot of positive things defensively, but in the first Acting half, like a, psycho, but. a lot of our inability to put things together in the first half came from him uh, and his ability to like not really move the ball around efficiently. But he was really solid defensively where you needed him to be. So you, I, I don't want to bag on him. That's yeah. Yeah. All in all, like, I mean, he had some really like crazy slide tackles. Yeah, the really. defense was, was yeah. really something. So, I mean, I still feel like he might be a right back, but now that we have Rosier, I don't even want to mess around. Um, no, yeah, he's not a right back over Rosier. So. Certainly not. Yeah, exactly. Um, over Nedjip, yes, but not Rosier. Exactly. Seventy-fourth um, minute, Ozan would enter the match for Mensa. Uh, I didn't mind the move. I think when you're up two goals, kind of could have came earlier. To be honest, Could've. I didn't think Mensa was great. Um, I mean, he scored the goal, which is important, but yeah, like, yeah, I don't think it was. There's been a couple of kind of iffy performances from him. Um, he still has the potential to be good for us, so I'm not you know bagging on him. But at the same time, yeah, I don't think he's earned 90 minutes, or definitely 
you know, I think Osan maybe might be getting more time soon, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna disagree there. Um, but just a minute later, just the moment Mensa came up, this is, this is what Vincent needed, apparently. Uh, but no, it wasn't, it wasn't, had nothing to do uh, with Ozan, in fact. It was all Valentin Rosier again, this kid. And of course, brilliant uh, IQ, uh, footballing IQ from, from Abubakar on the finish. Well, uh, tell us what happened. Yeah. Well, this time it was the opposite. Uh, so last time it was Rosier to Gezal, this time it was Gezal to Rosier down the right wing. Ozan makes kind of like the run into the box and Abubakar like slows up. Waits for that space to open. Rosé plays the ball into the space, and you know he just sprints onto it. And, you know, a perfect header. Um, yeah. Into you know the, the same corner as the Fenerbahce game. Goalie was left stranded again. Um, just a really, really smart play all around. Yeah. Every- smart like late step up to the header, and then um, you know the average striker tries to put that across the goal into the far post. He. I think kind of psychologically understands that and goes the other way and he leaves the keeper completely flat footed. I mean, this is the second time where I think we scored the header like last game where the goalie just stands there like, okay. Yeah, he caught you like, ah, you, you got me. <laughs> you, you got me. Aha, uh-huh. all right, fair enough. Goal. Uh, three nil, Besiktas. Uh, Valentin Rosier is, uh, this man's got to stay in the black and white. I don't really know what to say besides that. Um, 79th minute. Uh, our super sub. Another guy who uh, we gave the stamp of approval. I want to I just point that out. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, we, we're going to have to gloat a little bit at some point this season. But, um, 79th minute, and Sakala uh, would come in. Our super sub, as I was about to say, uh, for Nkudu. Good sub, I think. you got to rest a guy like Nkudu and keep him healthy wherever you can. Um, same thing with someone like maybe Abubakar as well. Um, We'll talk about that. He didn't come out of this match. Whatever. I'm okay with it. Although, well, whatever. Um, Koita would exit the game uh, in the 79th minute for any Koita lovers who wanted to see him come <laughs> instead of Abubakar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was... All the, the things that I said he wasn't good enough for us for, I think we're showing today is, you know, the the technical ability that he lacks... Um, like he's not an awful player, but just I mean, it was a clear golfing quality between him and Abubakar. So yeah, I, we obviously still need a reinforcement for Abubakar. Um, I don't think Koita would be the answer, uh, especially since we we can't afford any more foreigners. But um, yeah, yeah, anybody who doubted the Abubakar move should question their footballing IQ. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, 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 there, there are some obvious red flags there as, as far as his injury history, but um, yeah, I don't know. He's shown so much class. I don't even think... Yeah, he's now got five goals man, so far for us. Four in the last three games. And he's so... Inv- I ha- he probably has two or three assists too, right? Or no, because it didn't Just count. Assist. Yeah, they didn't count the assists. Stupid the one. statisticians and their nonsense. Um... <laughs> Uh, Dojan Haspolat, a 20-year-old, came in for uh, for Koita, by the way. I've never heard of this kid, but, you know, a young Turk making a... Yeah, he's a Dutch Turk. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, Yusuf would exit the game for some guy named Dulger. Uh, Rosier would exit the game for... That was a very good sub because Rosier is on a yellow card suspension. Yeah, keep him, keep him in for our Alanya <laughs> match. He's already got the three, yeah. So that's a you know, title match. He's going to take on... 
What's our guy's name? Not Ali G. Uh, who's the <laughs> Ahmed G? Ahmed G. Yeah, he's in, he's gonna run circles around Ahmed G. Alanya next week. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so <laughs> Nedjip comes on for Valentin in the 81st. Uh, Guven Yalchin comes in for Gazal. See, that's I would have taken out Abubakar just to keep him healthy. Uh, we're up three goals. You know his injury history and all that. We gotta make sure he stays very, very healthy. Um, but yeah, besides that, that's it. We win three nil. Um, I guess Kasimbash had one more decent shot at the end of the match. Their uh, Belgian dude, what's his name? Nah, it wasn't Bel- the Belgian guys had a little shot from distance. Oh yeah, that was the Good first time. Oh, it just kind of like Hold broke down the line, it, yeah. and then uh, he just blew it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he, he cut in, it was like, oh, is he going to pass it to, is he going to pass it, is he going to shoot it? Um, instead, he just kept dribbling, and then went to shoot it, and just basically just passed it Yeah. wide of the post. Like, it was just like, oh, really? <laughs> um, and the Belgian is Tierpan, who was the first half. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, 3-0. Bashiktash wins. Everybody's happy. Uh, yeah. Let's dive into stats. Everyone, what do you got to say about stats? Well-deserved win. I mean, so again, we dominated possession, right? That's the good news. Yeah, we might have had a little bit of help with that red card, but I think we were definitely the stronger team before the red card anyway. You know, I think our possession numbers like stayed the same regardless. I mean, because they're also down, so they were attacking more. Maybe. Slightly inflated, not just like we play like garbage, they got the red card, then we kill them. We play good, they got the red card, and we kept playing well. Yeah, exactly. We like to see that 68% possession. 17 shots to six, and then five big chances to zero. You know, you know all good stuff. Yeah, and it, it's um, it bears mentioning that even before they were a man down, they were really parking the bus. I, I was sort of regularly yeah. counting eight, six guys on the back line and eight guys back, pretty pretty much defensively for much of the first half. So uh, it's not like they weren't already being a bunch of cowards. <laughs> but. Um, Tell us some some fancy stats, Emma. Yeah, so I mean, before we go into individual player stats, like XG is the only thing I have really for this game. Our XG was 2.5. Their XG was 0.17. Um, so the the win was well well earned by the boys. Um, individual stats. Um, I, don't, I think several players had no one like had a bad game. I think it was just as a team. So dominant. But I like to point out. A, couple uh this is probably Gezal's best game at least in the second half um he had five chances created he actually attempted eight dribbles and completed five he hasn't really dribbled players more this season oh yeah yeah i didn't get to finish that story yeah yeah because his first half was lame but he he really uh kind of like put the team on his back in the second half in some way the first half like i it was just like his final touch, his final pass was just garbage. And then other everything yeah, else was exactly. good. The, the second half, that all came together, and he was probably the best performance. Like, the, the fancy footwork we saw against Fenner was lacking in the first half. You know, it was like, well, where, where, where'd that sort of enthusiasm go? You know, But the About second half, it seemed like... Half, yeah. it, it, it honestly seemed like the goal we scored like lifted him somehow. You know, yeah. um, the first one, I mean. And then so, Rosie, I think, was... The numbers don't like. I mean, his numbers are good, but I don't think the numbers can like quite translate how good he was. Um, just again, how willing he's he is to take bag. players on and link up with Gezal and you know another assist for the guy. Um, and he's just unbeatable defensively. Yeah. It's very impressive. I mean, right now, definitely based on current form, the best right back in the league. Some people are saying our best right back ever. Um, it's 
been six, five, six games, so you know I'll, I'll wait on that. But if it keeps playing like this, it'll be hard to argue. Um, it's just been really good. Man, that's see, that's right back is a historically weak position for us. I remember liking Hilbert and and <laughs> Khan and I arguing all the time back in the day. Like, um, besides Hilbert, then we had the Kokan Gunul was was back. obviously good for us, <laughs> but old, right? So like. There was a lot of concern about what would be coming next. If we can hang on to Valentin Rosier, yeah, that'd be huge. We will have uh, we will have done something good. Um, also, like shout out to Abubakar. Um, only had that yeah, what a what a what a nap. Three shots and only two on two on target. We had that one. He beat a guy kind of like a weak Travella, but um, he had just good like six duels, one out of seven. Three out of three dribbles. I would say the biggest criticism I have is we don't give him the ball enough. Um, there's like he, he his numbers are so like good, but they're just low volume. Like his total touches of the game is 41, um, which is basically the same as he like cuts and push out strikers. You know, I would almost say that if if, if they're gonna keep running him and Laren out together, I, he should be the guy on the wing, but play as an interior forward. And just get more of the ball, yeah. bringing it up from just, the outside. Just, just for like, reference, like Gezel had 85 touches, which is double Abubakar. Mensa had 59 touches, which is far more. I know he's a mid, they're midfielders. Dorukan had 100 touches, um, which you know. It, it, and then Abubakar, who is basically flawless in the game, only had 40. So I think, just as in terms of reference, um, you know, that's a player we can get more out of. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, but still, nonetheless, fantastic uh, get for us thus far. You can't argue that. Um, and so, yeah, I guess let's just dive into the standings because there's some excitement on that end now. Um, still, we have a game in hand relative to uh, you know second and third place, Galatasaray and Fener. But uh, sorry, everyone, let me yeah. hand it back to you. So this You're, weekend, this, I'm really not steal your thunder. This game week. Uh, the big, not upset, but uh, yeah, Alanya finally lost a game. Um, so they missed a penalty in the 90th, 90 plus something to tie it up, and they missed that. So that they're probably feeling pretty hard done by, but they lost against Lerbley, Um which I don't think anyone expected. Um, but you know, that, that it, I think it was kind of coming just not that they didn't deserve to win this game, they probably did, but you know, just the player quality they have is, is good but it's not like absurd where they're not going to drop it's not whatever. championship yeah exactly. yeah so they're still playing well and i think you know the next week game will be interesting um but it's worth knowing they have a game against guest of midweek also so we'll see how uh if they if they win that game or lose that game they'll also be a game ahead of us going into the weekend um, so there are other two rivals who are a game ahead of us gala had a big win in, against hatai three nil um, Hatai sold the game. No, no. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, do speculation. I mean, Gala played pretty good again. I can't lie. Um, then Fenner, who did not play very good, um, took the 2-0 W against Denizli. Um, Denizli missed it. Lucky. There was a, they got a red card fight in the 54th minute and gave away a penalty. Uh, and Denizli missed the penalty. And then, um, despite having the XG advantage and everything, Denizli could not even score a goal. So yeah, Fenner takes the win. So they're both four points ahead of us. All three teams are four points ahead of us, but Gala and Fenner have an extra game. Um, and then behind yeah. us, 
two points behind us is Fatih Karagumruk, but they have an extra game. Kings of Istanbul, man. Don't yeah, mess they, with they them. They ended up being Riza, so they're still on our tail, but, you know, if we win our game. Watch out for Senor Rocco. We know we <laughs> they, got a, they got a baller. And since Hatay lost, um, they officially can't pass us, even though they still have two games behind us. So. Two games behind us. Yeah, because of the earthquake. And, yeah. yeah, so we're uh, cementing our spot in the top four, and potentially for that title struggle we'll see on Sunday so. yeah so here's the question that we're gonna have to d debate about a little I I'm gonna make the argument that we are in the title run but I'm also gonna say that in a 42 match season a that's 42 matches really hurts the, the sort of Alanya spore and, and the any, any sort of Bashakshi uh, here even like any outsider that could nab a title any other year yeah uh, there's a lot of games Sivas made a run once right Bursa uh, that's not going to happen in a 42-match season, you'd imagine, because it really um, levels things out it's for the line, talent. Yeah, I think um, they have a good team, but they need to bring in more players in January. So we'll see what happens. Um, if they're still top come January and they can bring in good transfers, I think they have a good shot. They have a good, you know, 15 players or, or so. But all, you know, if they had the same injury list we had, I don't think they'd be playing at the same point. You know, Gala has like seven injuries, but, you know, they have the depth. Um, so that's my thing with Alanya. They play well, but if yeah, and, and things to go keep bad, that up for bad, so. they have to keep it up for 32 more matches, which is like most of a, of a season normally. <laughs> so it's like in that sense, you know, that's it's a lot of pressure for them to to, to, to not buckle under week yeah, in, I think, week and last game was the long. first game they really had any injuries. Um, Efejan Karaja didn't play. They had to put on Pektimek on the wing. <laughs> And then their left yep. back Mubanje was out, and they had to put in um, Ahmed G for his first start. Not that Ahmed G is bad, but um, you know, he's a 17 year old. So I think that was the first game where you know that they had to use their depth, and you know, that was the first game they lost. So, boom. Um, on the back end of the table, if anyone's interested, relegation bound. Uh, it, it would appear that Ankaraguju is in trouble. Uh, <laughs> two points thus far, yet to win a match. Um, your boys Ben Isley are, are close, and then Genshler as well uh, at eight, and then still within range are uh, Kaiseri, Erzurumspor, and Sivas. But man, that's Europe has hurt them, I guess. I mean, yeah, what they just Sivas drop from the like the Anadolu teams. They're not really they don't have that squad depth to play two competitions, but Sivas still has a shot to qualify for the knockouts. Yeah, good luck to them. Um, so yeah, that's it. So, what do you think? Are we in the title race ever? I mean, we're only four points back, so yes. Uh, I think this is like the not even you can't you can't even say we're four points back because with a game in hand, it could be it could be a point back. Well, I'm talking about Alanya because they have the same amount of games as us. But remember, if we if if we bring ourselves within a point back, it means we beat Alanya. So that we're still same yeah. deal. So Alanya will back. have an extra game in hand when we do play them next weekend. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but you know, I think especially if we beat Alanya, like there's no, there's no arguments that we're in the title race. Um, if we lose that game, then we could be pretty far behind. And with just mathematically, we're still in it because there's so many games. But we would be kind of like a little bit more peripheral. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still again 42 matches. You, the, the the burden the, the benefit goes to the bigger clubs because like we've been able to 
spend a little bit and bring in depth and all that. Although, maybe not us so much. It's definitely a, a big game for both teams, for Alanya and us. Alanya to prove that they're in the title race and for us to prove <laughs> that we're, you know, in it for the season. I think if Alanya loses, um, you know, alarm bells might start ringing. You know, they're not really the real deal. So, you know. For sure, yeah. No, they, they've got a lot. They've got a... Yeah, but on the other hand, that could be motivation for them to prove that they're they're legit. So I, I expect a really a good, high-quality game coming next weekend. So or this weekend. Um, I, I still I just I'd make the argument that in a 42 match season, pretty much only the top three or four. You know, Trabzon's sort of in a lull this year, but um, only the clubs that can really afford to uh, have depth. You know, especially depth worthy of, you know, capable of winning matches on their own. Um, yeah. It, it puts much more on that ability. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm. I so many more guys that, can that get January window is going to be huge for them. Yeah, yeah. For to sure. bring in at least um, three more good players, so they don't have to sub on Pekdemek. <laughs> yeah, we're. But so yeah, that's that's it, man. That's it for our standings. Um, this week, so. I, I tried to do this last week and then I lost the uh, the recording. But so yeah, this week, uh, a reminder about our charity work. Uh, we're trying to raise funds for the Besiktas Academy of Accra. That's the holiday season, so we're uh, I'll bring it up again. We're gonna we're gonna do the raffle soon. I've held off because um, that's kind of like the the carrot I'm trying to use to to get some some funds for these for these kids in Ghana. Uh, we've kitted out the under 15 side. Or I, that's a little. Getting a little enthusiastic there. We put shirts on them, you know, best of But um, yeah, we still have more work to do. We want to get the under 17, uh, under 13s, I think it is, the senior squad potentially. So please keep donating money. Uh, we're still giving that money straight to Beshitash. It's still hashtag Birakmamseni compatible. Uh, yeah, and so I'm gonna hand over the mic to our friend Mohammed Aminu for a minute. Um, and he's going to tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, how things have gone thus far for them uh, with those shirts. And, uh, but yeah, without further ado, Mohammed. Good evening, my dear Eagle families around the world. My name is Mohammed Aminu, Linian Dauda, the founder, president of Basiktas Football Academy, Accra. This evening, I I come I come to this platform to extend uh, my profound gratitude on behalf of the academy to all brothers and sisters around the world, the donors who contributed for our U17 kids. I'm here to extend our profound gratitude and say a very big thank you. But all, uh, at the same time, we are left with the uh, U13, U15, and then the senior team, which is the Division 2. We still need more kids for them. So this evening, I once again want to come to your outfit for, for another support so that we to enable us get uh, the kids for U13 and U15 as well as the Division 2 club. Thank you so much for your cooperation and God bless you. Erzaman, Eriader, and Buyu Kartal.
Erzaman Eryade en büyük Ertel. Bye bye. And so yeah, that's it. Donate, folks. Uh, the 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 link is underneath every episode's uh, podcast information wherever you get that. Uh, we also have it as the link to our uh, Twitter account and Instagram, I believe. So, um, yeah, donate, folks. Tis the season. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone, any final words? Um, I, I got to say I'm really excited for the games coming up. We got the Alignia game and then a cup game midweek um, after the Alignia game. So, cup game, I always I like to watch, you know, the fringe players. Um, like maybe Kartal Kaira, I don't know. And then the Alanya game, I'm just, I just think it's going to be a really good game. Um, they're not, you know, they, I don't think they're really built to park it. Um, and we've had to watch a lot of teams do that to us in the past. And, uh, you know, I think both teams will try to play. Um, you didn't even mention that. I mean, hopefully we're going to get to see Aydin Hasic against uh, Tarsus Irman Yurdu. Yeah, hopefully he gets back from his COVID. I'm not sure how many tests he has, to, has negative for yeah, we shall see. Um, shall see. If, if his tests come back, he'll live. <clears throat> and yeah, generally, it's a fun time, I think, because we have Erzurumspor, Ankaraguju, a weekend Sivas, who are, you know, uh, tired from all our European adventuring. Kaiserispor, Rize, Hataispor, then Fatikaragumur, Goztepe, then Trabzon at the end of uh, January. So we have, like, a long stretch <laughs> of games. You missed, missed a derby there. <laughs> Yeah, we But yeah, I think we have a stretch of like six or it's not easy league games. But you know, like the easier league games that we just we're coming off the you know, the end of the, the hard stretch. So I think if we do well this weekend, you know, by the time we play Gala we could be top. So Should be fun. Should be fun. So yeah, stay tuned everyone, as always. Also worth noting Saragan hasn't lost yeah. a derby yet. So. Guys pulling it together. I mean, in some ways, he's just like, we can't criticize his decisions as far as the roster goes, because a lot of it's just like, the other, the rest of the squad has like coronavirus or something, or, or red card suspensions or something. So, um, but so yeah, he's making the most of what he's got, and that's going well thus far. So let's hope it carries on, you know, knock on wood, as always, um, you know, and as always, follow us on Twitter, uh, at Bashitash underscore INT for the mothership, Bashitash International for all the latest. Follow uh, our podcast at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow uh, me at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Instagram, Black Eagles Podcast. Again, donate to the, to the Ghana team. Um, yeah, that, that's my last request of this episode. Uh, but I do, of course, have one last one. Go Patrick Tosh! Go
Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.